So we're about to shoot a podcast, or not, not shoot, but record a podcast. Gotta get our notes. Gotta get our notes. Get her nose. Get her down. Grab her by the nose. Well, that's no fun. When you grab them by the nose? Yeah. Well, so you're supposed to grab them. I thought you'd grab them by the hand. You see, that's not where my head was thinking. Oh. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) And then you grab them by the pussy. (laughs) With great confidence. Um, with consent, actually. Oh, uh, yes, okay. yes. That's yeah. the C word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah the C word, yeah. yeah not con. <laughs> Confidence, yeah. Confidence. Con- it's the 8 Bit and Lit Podcast, your weekly source of all things lit down to 8 bit. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm still reeling a little bit from that Nintendo Direct. Yeah? Yeah. I was, uh, a little disappointed that we didn't hear anything regarding um, Advance Wars. Oh yeah, Dude, I yeah. like I like that game a lot. They postponed it because of all the, the Ukraine the stuff. Ukraine stuff. It's so stupid. I think that's such a terrible reason to have uh, postponed that game. I mean, what's any other benefit? Is there any benefit financially for Nintendo to not? I don't know. I feel like maybe there was some sort of localization that they had in the game that might have been related to Russia, I guess. Okay. That's all all I've really thought about. I never looked it up online or anything like that, so it's just pure conjecture. So. Um, but yeah, man, I was disappointed that we didn't hear anything about that. Really, was really excited to uh, get that game as soon as it came out and play that game as soon as I got my hands on it. Um, so yeah, man, was there something that was in the Nintendo Direct or not in the Nintendo Direct that you wanted to see? Um, no, because there's really not anything like nintendo exclusive that i'm really looking forward to wow like right now it hurts a little bit i mean it hurts a little bit i like nintendo a lot i love nintendo so do i but the stuff i want it comes out on either xbox or playstation yeah and what what might that be what is it that you're looking forward to i gotta look it up oh shit it's called like spore or something like that spore yeah. From uh, Will Wright, the guy who created uh, The Sims, is that is that right? That's probably not even his name. No, oh, it's not. It's not that. It's not that Spore. Oh, no, okay, no, okay. No, no, no. Uh, then it's not Spore. Is it S porn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I saw the well, trailer. Then you must not really be excited about it. I mean, I am. I just yeah. don't know this game right now, man. All right. I'm asking all the hard questions. All right, I'm sorry so that I'm um, throwing curveballs <laughs> during the first couple pitches here. Um, we recapped the Nintendo Direct a little bit. You know, I've been playing some 
NBA 2K23 recently. I think it's probably one of the best NBA 2Ks uh, that they ever released. But is it... I'm not a sports game fan at all. To me, I'm just like... They're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah. I mean, then you can say that every basketball game you watch is all the same. Pretty much. Because that's... I mean... Every game is different, you know, in a sense. There, there are slight little tweaks, you know, here and there. But, you know, the controls in the game have been pretty solid, you know, really tight controls, uh, which is impressive. In previous years, they felt super loose, as if you don't even have control of your, over your players sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, due to, like, uh, animations that are attached to those uh, characters. Um you know it's filled with ads you know uh, almost every page is begging you to spend money to purchase vc (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i don't do that i don't pay for vc you earn i earn that shit (laughs) even if it takes me all year man i don't i ain't gonna put any money did you ever legendary in 22 last year i did it was first time ever legendary i don't know if i'm gonna do it this year yeah. Pressure's yeah. on. Uh, pressure's on. I don't, I'm not willing to accept that pressure really right now. But I've been enjoying that game a lot. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, the folks over there at making uh, NBA 2K. That's uh, it's great. Thank you. Thank you for a good game. Now, you heard See about you next the. next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. I'll be, uh, I'll be back for 150 bucks special editions. <laughs> Dude, well, it did come with NBA League Pass. I'm going to purchase NBA League Pass anyways and the game. Yeah, I think I maybe saved $20. And okay. on top of that, I got like 100,000 100, uh, 100, VC. $100,000. It saved some time, man. It saved some time. And what do you get with that VC? What do I get with that VC? Like yeah. what do I purchase personally? Yeah, what do you typically purchase? Oh, man. I, I think I have like 6,000 VC left because I just went ham last night. Uh, but I start off slow. I want to make sure that the character that I built is actually something I want to invest my VC in. Um, and so I play with it a little bit. And after a while, I'm like, you know, this, this character is actually pretty good. I'll start putting VC down on it. Uh, it's so attribute points, basically, right? So that makes your player um, better. Okay. You know, uh, what do you typically focus on attributes like speed? Oh, uh, so or... I'm a center okay. right now. All right, and so um, I focus on uh, inside scoring. I focus on uh, defense, my blocks, rebounds. And my rebounds. Okay. Primarily, and so that that will get me VC the fastest because I'll pull those boards down, I'll get <coughs> easy shots, dunks, all that kind of stuff, you know. Okay. And then that allows me to get VC to spend on the other crap that I don't really care about. Or not that I don't care about it. It's just yeah. you know easier to develop my character using those first few attributes than uh the rest of the stuff you know uh stamina is another important thing okay uh, yeah vertical, stamina you know, yeah. stuff like that but then i also have to buy purchase animations right that these dunk animations animations yeah like so like emotes like, no so like um ways in which your character i guess reacts to certain situations and so if they're I'll, I'll purchase dunk animations right and some of those dunk packages may include uh contact dunk packages so if another somebody is defending the hoop 
and uh, I go up and we make contact, if I don't have a contact dunk package, then there may be a chance that he may not even dunk. You know, so you purchase these packages and then go body to body and then slam that motherfucker down. You know what I mean? So you're you're paying to win, or to to be paying to win. You're paying to play badass. You're using that VC to basically uh, add to your player, man. Create experience. Yeah, but you can buy VC. You can purchase VC, but they cap you. You still have to play the game in order to. Oh, okay. You know. But it does help, though. It does help for a little bit. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, um, some people don't even want to play. You don't even have to create a character. You know, a lot of people just Just play the NBA. Just like Milwaukee Mm -hmm. Bucks versus the... Personally, I want to get out there. I want to fucking kick some ass, man. I want to dunk on some motherfuckers. I like playing team ball, you know? Um, Yeah. Okay. But unless you're, like, uh, you know, in, in... communication with actual people it's kind of hard to uh play team ball with randoms what's your experience online oh dude <laughs> tell me about it man uh, tell, I, get, tell the audience. I get called some stupid <laughs> shit it's hilarious uh oh man it's silly as shit man <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous the most toxic environment in almost all the video game video game landscape, I swear. Um, yeah. Maybe right up there with like Call of Duty and stuff. Oh yeah, dude, those lobbies get. But man, oh, they're people, horse, they're people horse get silly, dude. dude. People get silly. It's crazy. Uh, my favorite, my favorite ones are when people like call me Puerto Rican and shit. And just, you know, they, oh. they try to guess my race oh. <laughs> by uh, degrading me as a person. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's it's funny, but uh, yeah, man. Um, any any new games that you've played recently? No, I'm still playing Cowabunga Collection. Cowabunga Collection. And and honestly, man, since this uh, promotion, I haven't really had a lot of time to game. I've been doing, uh, you know, a lot of work, and then like I get home, and I'm just like either recording <laughs> or just like. Uh, doing comics like organizing my comics i got a whole bunch of comics i gotta organize and then some um, of those comics might even go up as a raffle for fans right yeah yeah we're gonna talk about it stay tuned uh follow us on twitter follow us on instagram follow us wherever you do your social media and you will be in the know whenever something like that at 8-bit and lit twitter at 8-bit and lit Mm mm-hmm uh, we just created that the other day, so we just yeah, started good tweeting. Us. Good for us. Well, we're not tweeters. No. Yeah. No. We're not tweeters at all. We're thirty-five-year-old men who just got introduced to Twitter. I. And we're gonna tweet a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna no, try. We're gonna put those hashtags in there. Did you hear about <laughs> the GTA Six leak? I did. Dude, what's up with that? I man? did. Was there anything in that leak in which you caught your eye? <clears throat> uh, I just like the pictures, man. Mm-hmm. Like I liked looking at the development pictures, like yeah. where it's just like the character, and then it has just the three D model, and and like they they don't even have like an environment in the mm-hmm. background. It's just it's not rendered. Yeah, and it's just like, oh wow, that's 
That's pretty cool. It's cool, huh? Yeah. That is pretty neat. Yeah, it's because like, when you see a video game, you don't really think about. Well, maybe some people do, but I, do. I typically don't think about all the work that these people go through to make this flawless, mm-hmm. clean video game that millions love. Very thankless job. Yes. Yeah, and and it's it's very faceless too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and like no one is at Comic Con going. Oh my God! Did you hear that? Paul Wyatt is here. He's the executive producer of the design team from W, you know, from Two uh, K or whatever. Like, or about or, just or like, just the three D artist who just makes the weapons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hey guys, it's me. Or, or the sound, the sound guy who who records every single. <laughs> records every single gunshot to make it sound authentic you know and i did all the fart noises <laughs> i did all the you never see those people you know like uh, no one ever no one asks for them yeah <laughs> But it's again, it's a thankless job. Yeah, absolutely, you know, it's, yeah. and it's faceless. So, but you know, if you're listening, yeah, you guys are awesome. It's awesome. I can just replace hard drives on computers, <laughs> and and they reinstall the OS and say, okay, you're good. That's all I do. But <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I thought the leak was pretty neat. The yeah, graphics yeah. look great. Um, the addition of uh, female lead characters I think is refreshing do you think that that was from a PS5 or an Xbox Series oh. X like the pictures oh. that you saw I mean I don't really think it, or they I, mean, just I PC? could totally be wrong man. I, I don't think it matters if it's Xbox or Playstation just next gen I guess just because okay. they're going to be clones you know I don't think one's going to look better than the other it's fucking grand theft auto okay uh but regardless yeah. it looked totally next gen i don't think that was uh last gen at all um it's super clean um i like that they're returning to vice city oh okay. i think that's pretty cool i must have missed that yeah yeah um but yeah man I mean, that's it's pretty neat yeah and then like the apparently they the leak was from the same guy who did the Uber hack. Oh, I didn't even know Uber got hacked. Yeah, Uber got hacked a few days ago. Oh, I think wow. at, at this recording, what? at the time of this recording a few days ago, Uber got hacked by an 18-year-old. Oh, wow. Hey, dude, if you're listening <laughs> and you want to throw some of that hack money and launder it into our... Yeah, just 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 send us an email. Yeah, email us talk to us or tweet us <laughs> tweet oh, us at 8bit and lit yep <laughs> follow us on instagram at 8bit and lit uh, yeah we could use donations is all we're saying <laughs> we're gonna make a patreon we are and, and we'll, we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out um yeah. let's let's it's you know uh we rambled quite a bit there a little bit <laughs> so let's uh cut to a sponsor break all right We'll be back. We have all been there. The feeling of confidence, the unexplained rage, loneliness, sorrow and depression, as well as joy. We cry, we laugh, we color outside the lines. We're men. Go ahead, 
get up in the afternoon and don't shower for two weeks. Grab an axe and chop some wood. Explain to women how a car engine works. Feel the power of dude. Alpha, beta, gamma, heck even zetas. Get out there and be the best you. Man, spread your ideas all over the place and make sure everyone knows how manly or not so manly you are. Lift a weight, do the dishes, grill some tofu, collect stamps, wear rollerblades, hug a friend, drink a beer. No matter how you do it, do it the manly way. Let's talk about what we've been playing all week, dude. Oh, oh. This game was actually fun. Yeah. I, I had a great time. Yeah, it's a classic. This is the first time I think James ever played this one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it was uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for yes. the uh, NES. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Not Punch-Out. Punch-Out. Yeah. This is Mike Tyson's motherfucking Punch-Out. Yeah. When we think Punch-Out, I mean, personally, I think Mike Tyson. Same here. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was a game published and developed by Nintendo and released in 1987. It was later renamed to Punch Out, followed by a licensing disagreement between Tyson and Nintendo. Um, and they did that I guess three years later. Dude, they paid him somewhere on, along the lines of okay, I, I read that it was like fifty thousand dollars or something, but then I also read somewhere that Tyson said that uh, it was probably a little bit more in the million dollar range. Uh-huh. But uh, he was just upset because, well, not upset, but uh, he realized that he was just naive at the time, and he didn't realize that Nintendo, I mean, made close to, what was it, like $1.5 billion off the game or something? Did they? I, wow. I, I don't want to be taking that number for being, but I remember it was a really large number, and then to see that just like, even if it was a million dollars, dude, one point five million, whatever it was. That's a small number in comparison for... I mean, people bought that game because of Mike Tyson. And that was money back in the 90s. Dude. That was a lot of money that was back a in there. And he was, a, he was a young person back then, too. He was know, still a professional. A lot of money for, for somebody. Yeah, he was a professional boxer. Yeah. So, but still young in his, in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, would you say that the Mike Tyson version... Mm-hmm. Is that was more, a classic. more sought that, after. That's all. That's all it says in my head. It was yes. That as game is very sought after. So sought after that somebody literally stole it from my home oh, as I was uh, an adult. Yeah, somebody took that game from me. Would you say Terrible. that it's more of a collector's item with a Mike Tyson? Absolutely, man. Versus just nobody having want, nobody thinks Punch Out unless they're thinking Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson's Punch Out. Wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Punch Out features a uh, little Mac fighting his way up through the ranks of the World Video Boxing Association, and uh, he's kicking everyone's ass all the way to the top. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, gameplay is pretty simple. Uh, game mechanics uh, match with the simplicity of the NES controller. Little Mac can dodge left and right, block by pressing down. Uh, Mac punches the body with a simple press of A or B, which will punch in accordance to the button placement. Uh, A punches left and B punches right. Matt can aim for the face by pressing up along with either A or B. 
Little Mac earns special punches with well-timed hits that can be used to knock out an opponent by pressing select. Or start, I believe. I think it's start. I think and it start, I did yeah. not know that <laughs> while playing until a few hours before we started uh, recording. I yeah. played that game You're all welcome. week long. <laughs> and I couldn't get past the fourth guy, the little like Italian guy with the rose that he does his little dance. Yeah, he's Spanish. Okay, he's Spanish. All right. <laughs> Same thing. Italian, Spaniard. Latin X. <laughs> Sounds like Latin born. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but it just sounds strange. So, uh, (laughs) I didn't even know that the stars, you could hit start and then knock them out. Boom. Didn't even know that. So, man, you know how many times I was trying to just like... He was just punching them. He was just hitting that. He's like, bro, use your your special. And I'm like, how do I do that? Block or dodge or wait. Wait for your opponent to strike. You know, it's something. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, each opponent uh, has their own special moveset that can be beaten when you learn their patterns. Um, But yeah, dude, uh, what did you think of the game? I loved it. Nice. I'm pretty sure I would have hated it as a kid if I would have played it. Yeah. But I, I just never did. I don't know why. I, I never saw it because I saw it as boxing. I'm like, I'm not a boxer. Like, I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't like sports games to begin with. And mm-hmm. I don't really care for them when I was a kid either. Yeah. Except for Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I I liked it. It was fun. I learned the f- the patterns for like the first two people very quickly, mm-hmm. and then I had a difficult time beating the third fighter Honda Piston, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I you know as an adult I'm like oh my god, <laughs> it's it's like, it's a little racy. I mean it's it, yeah, or I guess not racy. It's a, a little racist. <laughs> It's stereotypical. Very stereotypical. Yeah. It's not too racist. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's out of hatred. It's created by Japanese people. Yeah. But, uh... (laughs) But his eyebrows, man. Dude, those eyebrows. I had to learn the patterns of the eyebrows. (laughs) How about you, man? Did you really... Did you like it? Oh, man. I mean, I think it holds up. I mean, I I think that the proof is in the pudding. Uh, You haven't played it. Uh, until you're an adult and you enjoyed it and so and I think you're used to a lot of mo- more modern games so mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you n- enjoyed that game uh, I think speaks volumes to uh, to its test of time yeah and I talked a lot of shit while playing it <laughs> a lot a lot of cuss words flying back and forth absolutely man <laughs> and then when they go down like I talk even more shit like what bitch get up get up get up get up no that's right you you won't tko your ass would there be uh anything in which you could think of in which uh you uh could improve upon the title as a 8-bit game i would let little mike little mac little mike little mike (laughs) Little well, Mike versus Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I would let Little Mac move around a little bit more. Mm. Maybe move around a little bit more in the ring 
and maybe even have some type of effect where the camera can move too. Hmm. So, as an eight-bit game, though, you know, it, it could just make it seem like you know the like the ring moves, <laughs> or like, or the characters just move in a circle. Just they, they just go. I mean the. That one tiger character goes in a circle really, really fast. Yeah, it's like, can they just like make make it look like the ring is rotating? Uh, I mean, I, don't I, know. I think they would have to probably include an extra chip in there, like they did with the um, Star Fox. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole other console and a whole other design. Um. So pretty much, we didn't really watch anything this week other than uh, a bunch of stuff on Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of things on Mike Tyson. A really interesting person. I mean, the evolution of this human being is absolutely incredible. I mean, the epitome of a true American story, you know. Yeah, yeah. For sure, but um, all right. Let's uh, let's cut to our another sponsor break yeah, before yep. we uh go on to our next subject. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk about a little bit more about uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. We'll be back. Are you tired of listening to Taylor Swift and Maroon Five? Does your food seem to lack as much flavor as your music? Are sunny days not chasing the clouds away? Sounds like you need some cannabis. Cannabis has been proven to take life's everyday mundane tasks and turn them into pure joy. A little puff puff here, a little puff puff there, turns your black and white world into a colorful dream filled with your favorite treats and most wild fantasies. Need proof? The following were all brought to us by cannabis. Platypus, chicken and waffles, good music, and many more not a toker you can eat it consuming your cannabis as an edible is easier than ever thanks to the internet find a recipe that will suit your flavor palette and enjoy your weekend with cannabis all right that sponsor uh it's an old school sponsor right there yeah they've been around for a while they have yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Everybody's favorite friend, Mary Jane. Cannabis. <laughs> um, but Mike Tyson, man. Dude. Dude, Mike Tyson has his um, own cannabis farms. Yes. Uh, yes. That's a Tyson Ranch. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, is it also a golf course? Isn't it like a... <laughs> I think it has a golf course and like a spa. Really? Yeah, it's like a whole like. It's a four hundred and twenty acre yeah. cannabis resort. It's a resort. That's what it's called. Yeah, a resort. That's the one I, I was looking for. I, I looked it up. I was trying. I typed in <laughs> um, Tyson Ranch Careers. Uh-huh. I figured I'd try to apply for a job up there. I was like, that sounds amazing. Uh, I couldn't find anything like that. So, hey, Mike, if you're listening, I will totally move my family to California, wherever it's at, and I would be a 
proud employee to work uh, at Tyson Ranch. Um, but yeah, you have looks, a hell of a social media or a ho- hell of a media oh, outlet. Oh, I, I wouldn't care. I mean, Just be I mean, able that. to be in California and do something amazing that's yeah. helping people. You know, it's uh, truly amazing that uh, uh, he's really come a long way. Huh? Yes, and and he's really pushing. Uh, he's, he's a hardcore advocate for the mushroom, mm-hmm. the hallucinogen, psychedelics, psychedelics, psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah, like the whole like using them for treatment, mm-hmm. and for anxiety, and microdosing for people that have depression and mm-hmm. things like that. I find it if it can be controlled, I find it that it could be very useful. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's had a crazy upbringing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, he was born in, was it around Brooklyn in New York? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, he was raised by his grandma. Apparently oh, she was right. a super hard-ass dude. <laughs> I think they were talking about that on the uh, the Wayne Brady podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. How the grandparents are always the worst. <laughs> Is it ghetto grandparents? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, when did he start fighting? Like, in the early 80s? Uh, I mean, I think he he got his uh, fighting started in, uh, in the streets when oh. he was younger, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a Mike Tyson expert. Uh, we watched some videos, and we, we got... Uh, just wrapped into this little rabbit hole after uh, playing Mike Tyson's punch yeah. out. You know, it was just yeah. interesting because, you know, you're, you're fighting this person who can basically one hit punch you <laughs> in done. this video game. And, uh, you know, he he started from some pretty crazy upbringings that, that we were just talking about. You know, um, I remember him saying something along the lines of, uh, you know his his parents can read and write, but he pretty much chose you know a different path. He saw people on the corner of the streets in which you know nobody fucked with him. Yeah. You know, and I guess he he respected that, and that's what he wanted to be like because mm. he got picked on. You know, and uh, apparently like somebody stole some of his stuff or something, and somebody in the neighborhood basically told him you know kick that guy's ass man like what are you doing don't let him do that to you ended up kicking his ass started to uh, <laughs> uh, take money to beat up other people around the neighborhood uh, yeah man yeah. he said he was like like you know a, a teenager man uh, kicking adults asses dude just he was so powerful man like you, we watched some of those Damn. videos like his early fights and everything right yeah. like, he was just knocking people out within you know a couple of rounds really uh, it's just I don't know I've never fought like that like I'm, I'm not a, a boxer although I'm named after one okay. uh, just not you know <laughs> not not my thing you know what I mean but uh, seeing somebody with that type of, of power at a, at a young age is is incredible I mean there's not many boxers that I've ever seen like that ever yeah <laughs> and I gotta tell you, growing up, we didn't have cable. You know, 
we didn't have any type of pay-per-view. Uh, I didn't even grow up with a father in the house, so he, you know, I never watched boxing. I never cared for it. I mean, yeah. if anything, we'd maybe watch like the Spurs play. Like, <laughs> But that was like if nothing else was on. So in my household, we never really watched stuff. So like my image of of uh, Mike Tyson, like my first remembrance of him is when he bit the ear off. Oh really? Yeah, off of uh, Holyfield? Yeah, like that whole incident. I, we won't go into that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, that's my introduction to Mike Tyson as like a. And so you you saw him basically as like a violent person. No. I wouldn't just. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a boxer, so of course he's yeah. kind of violent. But at the same time, I mean, I think he's even expressed it himself that he, you know he was a violent person. Although that's not his nature. I mean, he was like, yeah, uh, raising pigeons and stuff. You know, he was basically a peaceful person. But it was just, you know, the um, nature or not the nature, but the his uh, social upbringing. You know, he had to fight in order to survive. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and you know, you just got you get used to that, but it's it's crazy, you know that that evolution of him. I mean, your image of him is pretty violent, you know, biting somebody's ear off. Yeah, you know, um, I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought I was like, dude, this guy bit this dude's ear off. Like, yeah, that's badass. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't really see it as like super violent. Of course, it's violent. You know, you're biting someone's ear off mm-hmm. while you're boxing. It's kind of hard to hide the violence. Dude, yeah. But it wasn't a whole it, ear. It wasn't well that, and it's not street violence. Yeah. You know, these were professional boxers that they know that they're going in and they're dude, they're winning like millions of dollars. Dude. You know, that's professional. So yeah. it's a controlled violence more yeah. than like this chaos street. You know, street rules. So and they're, they're plus they're wearing boxing gloves that are padded, <laughs> not to take away from you know how badass it is to box, but it's like they both know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's uh, you would think that somebody who is that way. Is always gonna be like always gonna be that way. Just yeah, yeah. Always triggered, always ready to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, just just switches to that very quickly, like yeah. a short, short fuse almost. Yeah. You could think, but uh, maybe when someone is like that, they reach a certain type of tipping point mm-hmm. where they have to something happens and they have to take a step back and go, whoa, yeah. You know, I I am the problem. Yeah, we're not even the problem. I don't even. I have a problem. But he he's such a chill guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it when he that one interview. He was like, "I'm on mushrooms right now, man. I'm just I'm here." He's like, "I took some mushrooms before the interview." Yeah, that was that was that that's, Wayne Brady. That's Wayne so Brady awesome one. though. Like to be able to do that because I I know. Th- the few times that I've done mushrooms, they've either done nothing, mm-hmm. or I was on like the ninth dimension, <laughs> and and I didn't think I was coming back. Dude. You know, like at, at one point in time, I didn't think I was coming back. I had that conscious. Do you feel like you're gonna 
like die? No, not die, but I would be in this constant state of trip, mm. and the real world would be happening outside, and I would just be there like, <laughs> you know, just tripping balls, like, oh my god. But but what if it wasn't even that? Like, what if it's that you were in the real world? the fake world around you was still going on yeah but you were just afraid to be perceived <laughs> by being in that world by the people on the outside one that's deep dude it's deep <laughs> that is deep man I didn't think there was any diving yeah no there's there's diving there's plenty of diving you know it's a uh it's a whole space for diving in. Yeah, I thought uh, there was this there was this quote that uh, Mike Tyson said during um, that uh, podcast, and he said, "Death is us at our highest, highest potential. potential." Yes, dude, it's like wow. Yeah, you're saying this on 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 mushrooms. You know, it was really interesting to hear him just talk with people. And have a conversation seemingly, mm, you know, okay. normal. Mike, if you're listening, we would love to have a conversation with you. Man, we. And would you take anything that Mike Tyson gave you? I, I would take anything. If oh, he, he didn't even have to explain what oh, it was. He'd be like, "Take this," and I'd be like, "Okay, yes. okay." We know we're gonna go into an amazing space and have. An incredible experience and apparently it's only like 20 minutes the okay so you're you're thinking toad you're oh, thinking the toad? the toad yeah the toad mm. yeah have you experienced dmt before no mm. no not at all man it's it's an experience yeah it's definitely an experience um i personally believe that each time you take it is a stepping stone and you're getting past certain layers before you can reach like a certain realm so to speak all right okay yeah personally i i've okay. done it three times okay okay so you're on the fourth layer uh, i wouldn't even call it a layer i've been it's been years Years, years, years. Okay. It's been years. I wouldn't even say a fourth layer. I guess the first time I experienced it, it was... I I was able to see just extremely vivid colors and most of the empty framework around the room was filled in with like extravagant, intricate... Um, shapes and colors okay all right abstract uh kind of they're they were mostly like uh it's like a, looking into a kaleidoscope okay all right yeah you know these like fractal images you know uh it's truly amazing you know it just you it still felt like i was on earth and this yeah. plane and everything right but you're just witnessing these amazing vivid colors right 
just being filled in with all the empty space. It was it was amazing. Wow. The second time I did it, I got into a realm in which I cannot explain. All right. I much like the first time we were meditating in my room. Okay. And uh, me and a friend each partook. And so the second time around, same thing, meditated in my room. Each, me and my friend partook. But beforehand, and this is where I don't remember this happening, but he touched my shoulder and said, hey man, everything's gonna be okay. I don't remember that happening, but I feel like when that happened, it was as if he stuck some sort of transfer data cable into me Uh because I went through this like wormhole and I was experiencing my friend like all his past loves his angers his anxieties and I was completely conscious and I was nervous because I felt like I was intruding on his privacy you know I was like oh my god dude I'm like I can't feel my body I don't know if he can feel me inside, but I know who I was with. I know that (laughs) what what I did, I know where I was at, but I am in this different realm. And I was experiencing my friend. And I came out of it, you know, five minutes later or whatever. And, you know, I look over to my left and I see him meditating on my bed. I'm just like, dude, did you feel that? And he's like, no. And I proceeded to tell him what I experienced. Wow. It was fucking amazing. Wow. It was truly amazing. The third time I reached complete <clears throat> darkness and I felt like I don't know if there's nothing more I can see. And then that's pretty much when I stopped. So I you know, three times. Um, yeah. How far along in between were these like years? Like, uh, was there just a time period where you yeah there were probably about a month in between okay <laughs> it's good cool. times good times then okay but you know uh i i believe in the medicinal value of it i think people experiencing something like that can make them super empathetic with other people yes um yes and uh i i think it's uh an important thing for a lot of people to experience, um, you know, anybody can go take a trip to London or France or James's underpants. <laughs> if anybody wants a trip, let me know. Um, we'll coordinate. First, first one's free. <laughs> um, but, you know, not everybody is willing to accept and take a chance on um, a psychedelic something. It's on sometimes like that. It has that stigma. It uh, does. Of bad. Mm. You know, this is a drug. You get addicted to it. It's like, eh. well, you know that MK Ultra, like you know that was a, a government experiment. Yeah. And yeah. they just essentially realized that was that people, L- that was LSD. Uh, that was LSD. Okay. Yeah. They realized that people just uh, when they take it, <laughs> legitimate stuff, they just learn to not trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, that's uh, 
I I definitely saw that uh, it was a um, there was a show about that hmm. like Wormwood or something like that. Wormwood, I never. Is that a Showtime? I think it's Netflix. Wormwood. Yeah. Just call it Caterpillar Boner. <laughs> that one was already taken. Oh. Yeah, that one was already had a. Uh, Caterpillar Boner too. Yeah. Uh, is that already out? Yeah, dude. Oh man, I missed it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. And Justin Long. <laughs> well, if Leonardo's there, we know he, there's no uh, no one under twenty or uh, over twenty six. Oh man, dude, I like Leo, dude. I'm not gonna lie, dude. The Is beach, it? dude. Ever seen the beach? No, dude. The beach made me a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. It, it's hard saying Leonardo and not thinking the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> you have to say DiCaprio to specify. You talking about him. I was gonna say it's like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> Gotta wait for it. Wait for it. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Oh, man. All right, well, you know, I guess that's a bad little segue into our next sponsor break. Yeah. (laughs) For hundreds of thousands of millennia, humans have conquered civilizations leading to a destruction and creating new societies that only cater to the ones willing to put the lower class population on a quick path to death. What if we let nature take control and we base our society on the laws of Earth and not man? DMT is here to help. With just a single visit to your local shaman, every human can experience the change of their lifetime. If you enjoy the feeling of happiness, hopefulness, caring for others, seeing beautiful colors, abstract shapes, feeling loved, and an eagerness for change in our world, DMT is right for you. There's no room for ego or shame or fear when DMT takes control. Live out your fantasy and be the person who you always hoped you can be and take that newfound knowledge and apply it to your everyday life here on Earth. DMT is not responsible for you not being an asshole anymore. All visuals and compelling existence are yours and yours alone. Experiencing DMT will lead to a better quality of life happiness, loss of ego, garner curiosity, sudden feeling of hope, lack of fear, and in many cases, feeling refreshed. If you experience any of these side effects after DMT, thank your shaman, hug your family, and remind everyone you love them. There's no shame in love. I guess that was a good sponsor since, uh, you know, we kind of touched on yeah. you know, DMT. Yeah, but, I uh, need to get get with their product. I'd be like, hey, uh, <laughs> looking for some DMT. Give me. <laughs> Just give me that. No, um, I think it would be kind of cool to experience it at least once. Yeah. At least once in my life. Maybe when I'm a little older. Yeah, they, they say that uh, you release it once when you're being born, and then it's released again when you, when die. you die. Yeah. So, okay, twice in my lifetime. <laughs> I want to I do it once while I'm living. Yeah. And then the next time I die. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I think maybe we could go extract toe it out of the out of the ground or something. 
<laughs> Maybe by then you would be able to buy it in little vials. Oh man, that'd be that'd be great. Find a way to uh, like take the venom and like multiply it yeah. or like concentrate it. Yeah. And then so that way you only need a little bit, and then you can sell it. <laughs> well, yeah. Donate it. Or, oh you yeah, gotta get donations. Donate it. You gotta get donations because you know. Uh, what was Mike saying? He was saying that you know Can't. you don't want to tarnish it. Oh, okay. Well, but I'm saying like, what if somebody does? Mm. Someone is able to I don't, I don't think clone those, the frogs. I don't think those types of people. The oh man, that'd be terrible if somebody did that. That'd be so wrong. They they market it and then they they package oh, it. Oh man, they create mass toad pro- farms, bro. Toad farms, mass producing. That breaks my heart to hear, dude. I don't want to hear. But yeah, man, you think that uh, seeing stuff like this with people who have money, they, they would be interested in uh, going on like these little vacations or uh, going on uh, these these little uh, excursions in order to think so. find some sort of peace with yeah. I think so. Yeah, to find that inner peace, or maybe because they have so much money, mm-hmm. they've bought everything that they could have. Mm. and they're looking for the next best thing kind of yeah. thing and maybe someone was like hey have you ever tried this or mm-hmm. and they're like oh no it's like oh man it's trippy as hell and then they're intrigued and so they go and try it yeah yeah it just sucks that you know it's it's only going to be for really the well off you know it should be for anybody who's willing to um sacrifice some time and sacrifice their ego in order to have yeah. this experience and it's not a huge sacrifice in time it's only about a 20 minute trip yeah, it could be about yeah maybe an hour <laughs> i guess depending on the on the whatever you're taking right on the toad on the toad <laughs> if you had a bad day maybe only 25 <laughs> minutes took a little while to kick yeah. in. yeah yeah <laughs> I think that DMT will be like the uh, the everyday, like if you want to experience that type of trip, but you don't have the time to go somewhere and like have the full immersive environment and everything. <coughs> People that are just looking for that trip are going to take DMT. Mm. And I would like to experience that one day. Maybe not so much now, but one day. Do you, do you think because of Mike Tyson's past and everything he's had to deal with uh, as a human being with, you know, from uh, relationships with people, his upbringing to um, uh, the people and family in which he has lost to uh, dealing with, you know, time in prison led him to be able to deal with uh, experiencing uh these types of uh, things. I, I think so, yeah. It, it made him maybe appreciate the trip a little bit more mm-hmm. because he's seen what people can do and what people do, you know, for money and, and the greed and all the, the evil in the world. And he's experienced that and maybe he's even been that for some people yeah and 
then to have that experience and he stated that uh, it strips you of everything mm. you know you think you're badass like you're just a piece of the puzzle yeah it gives him more of a humbleness because he has experienced that he's and been so, really low yeah he's been really low mm. so now he's really high <laughs> <laughs> But it's almost like if you never win, or if you never lose, then you really don't know what winning is. Because there's always that yin and yang. You know, there's always a little bit of chaos and peace, and there's always a little peace and chaos kind of thing. And you can't have dark without the light. Mm-hmm. You can't have light without the dark. There's nothing to compare it to, so it's this that. So I think kind of getting a little deep here but it because his traumatic upbringing and childhood and you know it was really hard on him kind of gives him that more of an inner peace after experiencing what he did he even talks about it that uh it just brings you into like oh shit I'm I'm nobody I'm nothing like I'm just kind of makes you think like I'm not as cool as I think I am. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, he's really bringing in almost like this mental health awareness where you can, or he's allowing people to see the importance of uh, self recognition and allowing yeah. yourself to make mistakes, and you know, you know, not really, you know trying to redeem yourself in order to fulfill other people's ideas about you but to Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. at least make your time here on this planet much more manageable by changing you know uh your behavior and changing you know your your ideas and and who you're hanging out with and you know your perception on on what's really important you know um and I, I think that's that's amazing because you know that that evolution in which he has uh, endured, yeah, is yeah. fucking spectacular, man. Like that's, I mean, for for you know, being a dude, you know, it's like you know, you understand, you know, you could be aggressive, you know, understand like all these like really primitive behaviors, and like you know, a lot of us make you know decisions along the way, and like you come to that crossroads that you could either go that way or you could go that way you mm-hmm. know and it's like yeah. you're living with yourself and you don't want to have to d- really deal with those consequences and sometimes these consequences can you know drastically change your life you know for the worse yeah, yeah. that's what deters a lot i guess a lot of people from making mistakes or doing you know the wrong thing you know um but it's just it's just amazing to see uh this transformation in a, in a human being it's super inspiring yeah you know? all because of a toad yeah right or just or just cannabis too I mean he's a huge advocate for cannabis oh definitely man he's even selling like gummy uh, ears oh <laughs> dude dude could, could you imagine our society if drugs were just accepted you know, if, if if the everyday person could, you know, uh, take any of these things and 
you know, go about their daily life. And we were able to take what we experienced from, uh, from these things and apply them to our everyday, our everyday lives, man. You know, how, how progressive and yeah. advanced our society would be right now. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What's that? I'm trying to think about marketing puns uh-huh. to sell for his weed line. <laughs> I'd be like, it's some strong shit. It'll knock you out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about right now. Like, man, the, the opportunity is to, to put a label on it and and make it your own and sell it as your own strand. It's got to be really fun. Dude, that's going to be awesome. just, just being a fly on the wall in that uh, that conference room. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun. It would just be fun to hear. It would be. And, and then, like, know that that marketing... Is working for him. Work, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want that. I wish I could do that. Dude, right? Imagine if we had the capital to just... And we were popular enough to just be us and, and do our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> like weed gummies and stuff. Yeah. Just <laughs> great, dude. Hey, man, come on down. Yeah. Buy some shit. Eat bit and lick gummies. Yeah. <laughs> Comes with a free video game. Uh, Again, yeah, that kid who hacked Uber or whatever, if you want to make those donations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to hack uh, our shit. We're going to be broke. Dude, there's nothing to hack, man. We're already uh, broke. Yeah, we ain't got no uh, I don't even think that we have... We don't even have a, a Patron? Is that what it is? A, a Patreon. A Patreon. Not a Patreon. Not but a, a Patreon. No, but a Patreon. Not a Patron. Patron. Oh, well, that's what we're going to buy from the money that... <laughs> that's not what we're no, going to buy. We're going to buy mics. I want to yeah. buy mics. Buy mics. We're working with these mics, and they're good. They're good. But... We need better mics. Like we need podcast mics. Podcast mics because Not we're mics. we're pretending to be podcasters right now. Yes, yes. And yeah. I I went to Amazon. I typed in podcast mic, mm-hmm. and I said, "This is the one you need." And I was like, "Okay." It said, "Listen, hey, listen. this is the one you need." Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, so let's 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 talk about a little bit about um, uh, our our little marketing g- gimmick. Our marketing gimmick. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We have. Um, you guys have maybe have heard about it. They're called stickers. Just in case, if you haven't, it's basically a like a matte piece of paper. Which on one side it has a design, and on the other side it's sticky. And when you put that thing on something, it sticks to it. And then what do you call these again? Stickers. With and a Z. Sometimes. Okay. If you want, you can put a Z. Is are those those things when you're not going anywhere for a while? You grab. They grab you. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they grab you. Yeah, with consent, though. Only with consent. Right. Yeah. But they're stickers, and you put them on things. So what Rocky and I are going to do is we're going to have a street team go this weekend. Unpaid volunteers. Unpaid volunteers, yes, that believe in the brand. Mm -hmm. Strong. Real go-getters. Real go-getters. Handsome. I mean, one of them's cute. (laughs) I don't know. They're both chunky, though. Yeah. They're like salsa. They're a little chunky. Mild chunky. (laughs) 
So our street team gladly agreed to drive around and try to put these so-called stickers that we have. They stick, though. They Oh, they stick. We're going to put them all around town. We're going to try to find pretty cool places to to put them. Stick them. To stick them. And hopefully they stick. If you see one, take a picture of it and tag us on social media. We are at 8-Bit and Lit, the word, not the sign. No spaces, no slashes, no hashes, no dashes. No dancer, no prancer, no... Donner and Dixon. None of them. None of them. Not even Rudolph. Dixon. Did I say Dixon? That's it's Dixon. I, it's Vixen, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's Vixen? It's Vixen. Oh, Richard Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, share us on uh, on the social medias. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at... 8-Bit and Lit, one word. And, uh, you know, share it. Hashtag us and stuff. You know, let everybody know that you guys are listening and you found one. And if you do find one and you happen to somehow get in contact with us and we see it, we are going to hook you up with a secret prize or a potential. We're going to have, like, a little raffle. We're going to see how many people... Yeah, but we got to hit. We got to hit some... Uh we gotta hit at least some followers. First. We gotta we hit a hundred. Yeah, on at least one social media. Is that what the campaign is? We're just doing a hundred on one, and then we're gonna release some sort of was it comic book or action figure or something. We're, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out, and if you we'll get it, we'll figure it out. Or let us know what you want. Majority rules. So no, we'll just get. We'll, we know what they want. We'll give them what they like. They don't know what they. Nah, want. they 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 know what they like, but they don't know what they want. It's gonna be something cool. It's gonna be something nerdy. It probably will be. I don't know. We don't know. We don't. We, we don't know. You know, referring back to that first episode, we don't know what the fuck we we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, but we're having fun doing. Yeah, we're it. having fun doing this. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. Let's dude. take that whole part out. Bro. Oh Let's man, no, it's out. not. No, but we're just no, gonna no. put stickers around. We're gonna put stickers all around. And then once once we get you know some traction, hopefully people will listen to us. And once we if we get a lot of people listening, and we actually get some interaction from you guys, and you know you reach out and communicate, we're gonna give something away. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. We're gonna just give something away, and so well, it's not gonna be dope. It's gonna be cool. I mean. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Nah, that's cool. It's it's gonna be something legit, too legit to quit. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be very lit. But yeah, that's what we're gonna do this weekend. Our our street team is gonna our street do, team. Yeah, yeah. Our very yeah. willing and ambitious street team. Cause I, I'm gonna watch football. I don't. I don't even know what football is. What is this football you speak of? Oh, it's oh, that's right. Uh, Sunday football is back. The, su- the Sunday football. Yeah, the Sunday. <laughs> the one and only. Yep. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for uh, this week's episode. Okay. Right. Well, hey, speaking of rap, I'm gonna do some uh, jalapeno poppers. That's right. And Tell us a little bit about this litter miss yeah, snack so, that so that gonna, you're gonna do. We're gonna try to do this weekly litter miss snack where on the on the Fridays that you guys are listening, we're gonna post on Facebook 
and all the Instagrams and all the social medias are a process of the recipe of our litter miss. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm already kind of hungry already. Dude, but we're sounds doing, good, though. What we're gonna be doing this week is the uh, the jalapeno poppers, mm. three cheap and easy ingredients. Bacon wrap, bacon wrap jalapeno poppers. Yeah, three easy ingredients, three easy steps, or maybe not three easy steps, maybe four. So you take jalapenos. Remember, every jalapeno equals two, two. poppers. Two pops. So if you're buying a thing of two bacon, papas. if you're two doing potatoes. <laughs> If you're doing a thing of like a standard size thing of bacon, you're probably gonna want to do five jalapenos per pack of bacon just to make sure that you have enough. If you could afford bacon, if you can, yeah, bacon's like five bucks a pack now. Dude, bacon's it's fucking crazy. stupid expensive. So you cut the jalapeno in half, you gut it, take a little bit of cream cheese, stuff it in that little crevice, and then take the raw bacon, wrap it up, and then you can either put it in the grill or put it on the grill or you can put it in the air fryer we are going to be doing the air fryer way and you're gonna save some for me right and you're gonna uh bring them for the street team yes 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 i have some for the street team cool i don't know about you though oh it's it's all good as long okay. as the street team is fed yeah yeah they're, they're priority yep they're the ones out there doing the real work oh man the leg work I think that's our show. If you guys are still listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Hope you listen next week. Uh, Rocky, do you want to give any preview of uh, next week or anything? No, man. Oh, man. I want them to be surprised. Surprise. Surprise. All right. Well, I guess if you really want to know, stick around next week. Yeah, yeah. Stick around. Stick around. See ya.